Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, folks. Bala Musitz here. Today, we're going to have a special episode of Sailing the East podcast. Uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with Joe Hagen. Uh, Joe runs a very interesting business, uh, and we're going to talk about sailing the East Coast uh, and uh, all sorts of sailing things, I imagine. And uh, so it's a little different. Mike is not going to be on this podcast. It's just going to be myself and Joe. And uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of... uh, Sailing Adventures, uh, which is uh, sort of a key to the type of business he has. So welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah. So uh, Joe reached out to me, uh, sent me an email, and uh, he said, hey, you know, uh, I I run this business, and uh, we're thinking of sailing up the East Coast uh, next summer, which would be summer of 2021. And uh, he said, I'd like to talk to you about some, you know, places to go, et cetera. And I said, love to do that, but I think it'd be, why don't we turn it into a podcast instead of, you know, uh, just talking on the phone or sending emails back and forth. So here we are. So Joe, tell us a little bit about your business, its name and sort of what you do. Yeah. So, uh, we call it offshore adventure sailing. Uh, this is something I started about two and a half years ago. And the goal is really to give people an opportunity to get experience sailing offshore. Uh, Many people sail on inland lakes or along the coast, but uh, would like to get more experience. It's quite an adventure. Uh, I had an opportunity to do this 25 or so years ago. It sort of changed my life and I love sharing the adventure. So this is uh, something fun for me to do. Well, that's fabulous. You know, I, I really agree with you because uh, for many, many years I sailed on inland lakes and, you know, coastal cruising, never really venturing very far uh, away from the site of land, <laughs> which yeah. was, was a requirement for my wife. <laughs> I got to be able to see land. And uh, <laughs> then I went on some couple longer trips with some uh, as crew for individuals who had boats. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we did three or four day passages out in the ocean, you know, et cetera. And for me, what it really did was, was not only really up to my level of confidence and skill in sailing just in general, but also uh, gave me a, a greater appreciation for even when I'm sailing a coastal, right? It, it, yeah. it taught me so much that it made me much more comfortable with, hey, if a storm is coming, I, I know what to do. Uh, yeah. et cetera. Right. So it, it sort of really broadened my horizon. So even if my point is, even if people are not thinking about sailing offshore, I think this is a great thing to do because it, it really broadens your experience base and makes you a much more competent and confident sailor. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you will uh, learn things sailing offshore that uh, are quite a bit different than sailing inland. There are, there are uh, hazards and challenges in near coastal sailing that you won't have offshore. And, of course, the reverse is true also. So, yeah. It's hard to get the experience unless you have a friend that invites you to go sailing, uh, which is what happened to me a few decades ago. Um, I mean, you can go to the Virgin Islands and charter a boat, but that's not really passage making. They generally prohibit you from sailing overnight. Uh, you can't uh, get long distance sailing experience. So, you know, this is kind of, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Offshore sailing experience. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is great. I'm, I'm a big supporter of, of people who do the types of things that you do to give people this opportunity. Uh, yeah. and, and like I said, yeah. even if you don't have any visions of doing long passages yourself, it's just a great, great thing to do. Yep. So, uh, what type of, uh, what type of vessel do you have? So I have a Cabo Rico 34, um, which is a quite small boat, actually. Uh, but it's a very seaworthy boat. It's been around the world, by, taken by a previous owner. Um, and it's, you know, it's, honestly, it's not perfect from a business standpoint. Um, but it's the boat that I have, and I'm emotionally attached to it. Um, as is my wife, and that's important. Uh, so, yeah, it works. Yeah, that's great. Like yeah. So if I'm interested in, in, in uh, going on one of these trips, what's, yeah. what's, what do I need to know bef before? What should I know? What do you want me to know before I call you up? You know, what's sort of your criteria so you don't have to tell me no, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, so I like to have a telephone conversation with people that uh, express an interest in sailing with me just to make sure that uh, they understand what they're getting themselves into. And, you know, it gives me a little bit of comfort about them, honestly. Sure. Um, most of the people who want to come sailing with me are sailors themselves. Not, this is not always true, but it's, it's typically true. And they want to broaden their experience, and they have an idea what sailing is about. Every now and then, I, I talk to people who um, might think this is going to be a romantic or luxurious uh, trip, you know. And I have to explain that, you know, this is not sitting on the bow as the sun sets and somebody's serving you champagne. This is all of us on board the vessel working together to get a blue water sail sailboat from point A to point B. And it really does involve everybody. So you gotta be, you gotta be willing to get in there and get your hands dirty, take a watch, maybe, you know, uh, uh, cook a meal in the galley. You gotta understand there's a risk of seasickness. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that some people get real turned off by. And those are the people that don't wanna sail with me, and that's fine. Yeah, so this is a so, real participatory uh, experience. Absolutely, I'm trying to get, give people experience. It's not a school, although you'll learn a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the experience, the real thing about learning about and getting experience on a blue water sailboat doing blue water sailing. Yeah. 
So do you have a, a home port where, where these adventures uh, depart from, or do you kind of sail around and kind of yeah. have different places? Well, I told you, uh, I think I mentioned early on that um, making money is sort of a secondary objective. Objective number one for me is having fun. Mm -hmm. And um, so we travel along. I, I've kept my boat in New Orleans many years, and I've started and ended the season in New Orleans a few times. But um, this year, um, we spent hurricane season on the west coast of Florida at, uh, near Fort Myers. And, um, you know, we go where we want to go, where I want to go. And um, if people would like to join us on legs of that trip, I'm happy to have them. Oh, very nice. Very yeah. nice. And typically, how many people do you take, Joe? So I never take more than three people, counting myself. So that's, you know, four people on board. Which is enough for for a boat that's thirty seven feet or thirty four yeah. feet long. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect because that works out for watches too. You know. Absolutely. You know, one of yeah. the challenges that and one of the lessons that I've learned in in the passage making that I've done for as very as crew on various different people's boats and on my own is uh, four is a great number because I get yeah. plenty of sleep. Three works. Two people doesn't work for me. It may work for other people, but for me, it doesn't work. You know? Well, my wife and I sail the boat by ourselves a lot. And of course we've worked out a way. So it's very comfortable for us too, but sure. that's, you know, we're, we know each other, we know our limits and that sort of thing. But you're right. The watches, um, I have to be really flexible about watches because I have such a diversity of experience in the people that come, come aboard. Um, so, uh, we'll do watches sometimes two hours, sometimes three hours, sometimes four hours. We'll do watches that overlap sometimes uh, where you have, you know, you come on watch when the person before you is still on watch and some the next person comes sure. on while you're still on watch. And we have double person watches sometimes. So, you know, it just depends on what works for the team we have. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it's like any adventure. It doesn't matter if it's a sailboat, a sailing uh, voyage or a mountaineering expedition or whatever. It's the same sort of dynamic. Everybody understands that they're in it together and you just have to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, you, 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 when you're when you're doing a passage, you, you can't get off. <laughs> you can't get off. That's right. You know, whether whether yeah. whether you enjoy it or not, you're there for a certain period of time. And, and uh, that's right. It's important to understand that, like you said, this is not a cruise on the on the Princess Cruise Line, and uh, right. Uh, this is not what you want to do if you want to like propose marriage to someone. This is not where you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. say that because that somebody once uh, wanted to do that? Uh, uh, no, but I, I fear that, and I've <laughs> I've had people contact me, you know, like send me emails about wanting to take an afternoon sail with their fiance, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> this is now, <laughs> that's wonderful. I wish you the best, but you want something different. Yeah. So what's your what's your typical trip like, Joe? Is it uh, three days, five days? Uh, what what are you yeah, typically doing? Generally, six to ten days long. And we will cover, you know, we will go from point A to point B. Um, and so we might go, uh, this past year, we had a trip, for example, from the Turks and Caicos to Jamaica. So 
you know, that is uh, maybe 350 miles, maybe something like that down through the windward passage. And I'll schedule it for like, I can't remember, but probably I probably schedule it for like eight days, maybe. And you can do that passage if conditions are all, all right in like three or four days. But of course, conditions aren't always just right. And so I allow enough time in the schedule so that we can, um, you know, wait for the right weather and uh, the right seas. And, you know, if we want to make a stop, we can work that in. There's no preset itinerary. There's only point A and point B. And how we get there, we just have to work out, you know. Very nice. That's part of the adventure. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a question I was going to ask you because the trips I've been on, uh, nobody had a deadline. So whether it took four days to do this trip or whether it took 10 days, it really didn't matter. And, you know, everyone says you can you can you can set a time or you can set a location, but you can't set both. But now you have paid crew who probably have an airline flight into some place so that's so right. that means you have to be there <laughs> yeah and then at some at point b they have a, a departure flight so yeah. you know so you have you do have some scheduling pressure there um yeah. on on your trips right that's right and i you know i deal with it by just allowing a very long schedule yeah you know two to three times as much as is really required if things are perfect yeah that's wise that's wise. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes we have to sit tight for a couple of days. Sometimes we arrive too early. and But usually in those cases, there are other things to do that are nearby that we can do and explore. And, you know, so that's kind of part of the fun also. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned about sailing on the East Coast is every place has something wonderful about it. Yeah. Every yeah. place I've stopped has has something marvelous and wonderful. So what yeah. what trips do you have planned for the summer of uh, 2021? So um, our season has usually runs from like the first of November until the first of May because we've been in the tropics, right? So we've let we've been in the Gulf of Mexico. We've gone down through the uh, Bahamas, uh, down to the Western Caribbean, Jamaica, Honduras, Guatemala, Belize. Mexico, places like that. But this year, COVID substantially uh, complicates things. Um, And so we will be going up the U.S. East Coast. It uh, avoids the hassles. I mean, many countries are closed uh, or they have quite onerous requirements to get in. and of course, the pandemic right now is kind of terrible. Right, it's out of control right now as we record this yeah. on on December thirty yeah. first, the last day yeah. of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Thank goodness it's about over. Uh, yeah, so um, we'll be going up the East Coast. I don't have any uh, openings, any passages open to paying crew until April. And that will be from Beaufort, North Carolina to Annapolis. And then um, in May, I have a trip from 
Norfolk, Virginia to Newport, Rhode Island. Um, and both of those are uh, maybe eight day trips or something like that yeah. scheduled. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So, and my wife sails with me when I don't have guests. Uh, so, uh, which is wonderful. And uh, so we'll be exploring uh, sort of as we go. So I'm excited about it. We hope to reach Maine in June. I uh, I haven't posted it on the website, but I'd love to go to Nova Scotia, maybe even Newfoundland. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm that's still in the dream stage. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Nova yeah, Scotia. I, I highly recommend it. It was. Did you get? You went to Halifax? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Halifax. I would love to get there. Lunenburg. It's supposed to be a great place. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, it it is it is a great place, and uh, I highly recommend it. The people are super friendly, really nice. Uh, we went. Uh, I I flew in uh, to Halifax, and uh, we went from Halifax. I'm just looking on the map here. Uh, what the we went to a little town and hung out there for a few days. It wasn't Lunenburg. It was further down the coast, uh, and uh, further to the southwest. Yes, yes, yeah. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on on the name. And uh, but boy, I'll tell you what a what a great what a great trip that was. Shelburne. We went to Shelburne. And so you. And what time of year was this? Uh, this was in the fall. So, uh, it, so the trip was, uh, Halifax to Annapolis. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was warm weather in Halifax and in Shelburne. Uh, we just spent one night, I just spent one night in Halifax. Then we made an overnight passage to Shelburne, which was just a great little town. Um, uh, just beautiful. We spent a couple days there. And then we went from there all the way. We did nonstop there from there to Newport, basically. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, it was Newport, Rhode Island. Yes. And it was yeah. it was cold. <laughs> the, so you went through the canal there? We did. The, we went through we, the Cape Cod Canal. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so that wasn't that upwind? Uh, no, we waited for a weather window. Okay. Right? And you what you had like a uh, a north wind or something uh we 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 had a uh we started we we started uh with a north uh west wind uh for mo- the whole trip although the first night i remember this clearly cuz it was my roughest passage uh was the the seas were still heavy from a previous 3 day blow from the right. east <laughs> right yeah. so you get the seas were confused. The seas were, yeah, and, and I was confused too. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, this was on a, a, a an Amel fifty two uh, Super oh, Maramu, nice. so a beautiful boat. And yeah. uh, but you know I didn't sleep that first night, and then after that the seas kind of calmed down, and and we had a, a just a marvelous marvelous passage, yeah, yeah. through the Cape Cod Canal. Oh. So um, yeah, that that was a great great trip. So. Any questions, yeah, so, you know, that I can ask you or you, places that you're thinking of or whatever, that's what, that's our initial purpose of this uh, call. So, uh, yeah, fire I mean, away. So I, uh, as I mentioned, we're headed to, uh, up to Maine, uh, 
Yeah. Um, and I am, uh, my wife's never even been to the state of Maine. I've been there many times, but only on land. Um, and uh, I'm excited about getting there, maybe going on to uh, Nova Scotia uh, or even further. But then the question becomes, well, what do you do in the fall and where do we go? And are we going to leave the boat up in the north? I don't think she's ever been prepped for a winter in the north. Yeah. So that's a whole different. Uh, you betcha. Uh, that's whole, a. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> something new yeah. for us. I mean, we have to winterize our boats in Nashville, but that's we've got to do a lot more than that up in Nova Scotia or Maine. Uh, or do we? Can we bring it back? Can you go? Maybe we go to Bermuda. I mean, what are, what are the options from up there? Well, I think from from Nova Scotia or Maine. Uh, so we left, if I remember correctly, uh, early September. Okay. Uh, and it was it was the weather was warm in Nova Scotia when we were on land. That first yeah. night, that first passage, first it took us uh, two and a half days, I think, from Shelburne to Newport. And at night it was chilly. I had all my clothes on. Uh, yeah. But the once we got once we got down to Newport. It was fine, right? And then we went through New York City, which if you ha- um, if you I, haven't done that, you gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. It, so you went through Long Island Sound and down through Hell's Gate. That's down correct. The East River. Yeah. That's correct. You you just you just have. To, I mean, it's one of those trips that you just have to do, you know. Yeah. And and I've been to New York City tons of times, but seeing it from the water, and and yeah. sailing past the Statue of Liberty and under the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, etc. And, and if you're doing this with your wife, see, one of the beautiful things that I think about the East Coast is, except for a couple of places, you can do everything in two-hour chunks or you can do the whole thing nonstop and everything right. in between, right? Because there's so right. many harbors and so many places to pull off that, yeah. that you can do that. And, and to me, that's the beauty of it, right? So if... if if you only you could only sail for four hours this one day because bad weather's coming, that's fine. You can find a nice anchorage or a marina and pull in there, spend a day, and then move on. Well, that's the thing my wife and I talk about. I mean, we could spend a lifetime on the East Coast, you know, yeah. but we've only got we're we're trying to like get to Maine by June. I mean, we're going to be flying. We're going to be missing so many things. Yeah. Oh, so, you know. But that's okay. We got next year and the year after that and the right. year after that. Right. So I, I think, you know, one of the one of the things to think about is is the person I crewed for. So him and his wife left Annapolis and and they took uh I think it was six weeks to get up to Nova Scotia. Right? Okay. Just sort of hopping that's along the way. Thing. Right? Hopping yeah. along the way. And and then it was getting to the end of the season. And they wanted to get the boat back. And we brought the boat back much more direct, right? So we went, you know, yeah. Shelburne direct to Newport, then Newport uh, down to uh, Sandy Hook, New Jersey, which is just south of uh, south of right. New York City, right. and then from there nonstop to to Annapolis, uh, up the so Delaware did you go through the, the canal. canal. Yeah, oh, we you did. went up the Delaware Bay. Yeah, it's it's actually it's shorter that if you're going to Annapolis from the north, it's shorter. To, yeah, yeah, it's shorter to go that way. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and, right. and and so you know we did that in in uh, we just had one one night at anchor at uh, 
well, one one night at Newport, and then one night uh, at uh, uh, Sandy Hook. So how the, long did it take you to do that trip? Oh, uh, geez, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say seven or eight days, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fast. Yeah, it was pretty fast. So my point is, you can you can do one leg of it slow, right? And do another, and do the return leg fast. And, right. and that's, you know, you can get crew for that, right? <laughs> if you want right. to want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the part that's, I found to be uh, not conducive to stopping is the coast of New Jersey. So yeah, yeah. It's like the Del Mar Peninsula, right? It's like the Delaware right. there. Uh, the coast of New Jersey, basically for a sailboat, you have one place and that's, and that's uh, Atlantic City. Okay. Yeah, I always see. I always uh, think of you know going past uh, Cape May and coming in at Sandy Hook and nothing in between. Right, right. So yeah. you you can you can stop in Atlantic City. Uh, it's got it's a it's a well maintained entrance and the, and the tidal currents are not too bad. You got to watch the wind and tide, of course, uh, the wind and current. Um, but it's it's a I think Cape May to Sandy Hook is 120 miles or something like that. So you know it's a it's a 24-hour trip. It's an overnight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the thing that uh, caught my attention about your podcast was um, you did an episode about, I think it's Wickford. Is that the name? Yes, Wickford. Yep. Wickford. And, you know, I am hoping to, you know, Narragansett Bay, of course, is, you know, mythical uh, almost. And I have... Uh, Never been on Narragansett Bay. I've been to, I've been to Providence on business, but sure. that's not the same thing. So, you know, and of course, Block Island is what thirty miles offshore, or something like yep. that. Yep. Um, I mean, what's that like? Is it is it as great as everybody says? Uh, so I keep my boat on Narragansett Bay. Uh, so I'm I'm up at the north end of uh, Narragansett Bay. My son lives up up that way. And uh, we keep it there. Uh, <clears throat> so, yes, I, I think it's it's uh, you could spend the whole summer on Narragansett Bay. Yeah. Right. Just like you could spend the whole summer in the Chesapeake. Sure. The nice thing is Narragansett Bay is not as hot and humid as the Chesapeake. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Because right? right. Chesapeake can get pretty bad. Uh, the other interesting thing about the uh, Narragansett Bay is almost every afternoon, you get a great sea breeze. Ah. Right? So almost every afternoon. Uh, and, and it's just, there's just little towns uh, all over the place, like Wickford. Yeah. Right? There's lots yeah. of marinas. Uh, anchorages are not as, uh, it's, it, it doesn't have as many anchorages as the Chesapeake does. Right? So the Chesapeake Bay is just full of all these little nooks and crannies that have good holding. It's mud. And and you can spend the night there. Narragansett right. is is a, a little more challenging to find, you know, uh, anchorages to pull into. Um, yeah. Part of it is because so that whole part of the country is so populated that any good anchorage yeah. has a marina in it. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. Or or it's got private moorings in it. Uh, right. So that that part's a little challenge, but you can put the trip together. Um. But yes, I would highly recommend spending time up there. Of course. You know Newport's great. It's just a great town. It, it, it's go through, but yeah, I don't, I don't know it. Yeah, 
it's yeah. a it's a great harbor town. It's sort of like Annapolis. Have you ever been to Annapolis? Yeah, yeah, but but uh, again, not by water. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great. There's a lot of marinas there. Uh, I can't. I don't know to tell you the truth if there's an anchorage there or not. My, my yeah. guess is there might be, but it might be right on the edge of a mooring field, right? So. Um, yeah, I mean, what we would probably do is come in to Narragansett Bay, find a marina somewhere and stay a few days and tour around and see the towns and then head on. Yeah. Towards towards Boston. Yeah. So there there's a there is a, a good anchorage called it's called uh, uh, Dutch Island or Dutch Harbor. Right. Excuse me. So yeah. Dutch Harbor, which you can find on on the charts, uh, is uh, is a nice anchorage. The, the challenge is it's, it's not easy to get there. It's not easy to get to Newport from there because there's an, uh, there's an island and there's an island and a bridge between you and Newport. Right? I see. Okay. So, so if you want to hang out and if you want to go to Newport, right, you got to pretty much anchor or get a Marina in Newport someplace. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to have sort of a, an anchorage where you can go explore other places, Dutch Harbor is a nice place. Yeah, it's a good anchor. It's so, pretty well protected. I'm hoping to uh, reach Newport about the third or fourth week of May. Yes, that's pretty good weather, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. good. Okay. I mean, you got to bring long sleeves. You got to bring, sure. you know, your jacket. Your your fowlies are usually pretty warm, so that's you know, yeah, right. that's my winter right. coat on the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've had I've had winters where I've like hardly hadn't put on shoes, you know, in the tropics. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or sandals, sandals only, you know? Yeah. But May's May is sort of, uh, that's when the sailing season starts kicking off, uh, up here. Uh, and of course, as, as you mentioned, uh, going to, to block Island, uh, is fabulous. Uh, and then there's there, in addition to block Island, there's Martha's vineyard, there's Nantucket. Uh, um, yeah. There's there's a bunch of those islands in through there, uh, that are that are really, again they're they're classical places to stop, right? Right. There's just so much to do. Yeah, and if and if you go through New York City, and you come up, uh, <coughs> excuse me, if you come up through Long Island Sound, uh, the anchorages there are just tremendous. Right. Right. They're just they're they're, they're there's lots yeah. of them, a lot of places to stop. The scenery is is pretty darn good most of the time. Um, you know, it's not my point is it's not industrial like some like I've been to Baltimore, right? right? And Baltimore sort of industrial. It's, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, right. but it's sort of industrial. But you you go to you go to Long Island, the North Shore, and it's you know mansions and real nice homes. It's like going to Block Island. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Should be great. Yeah. And we went through the Cape Cod Canal, which you know yeah. cuts off cuts off several hundred miles. Uh, yeah, going around Cape Cod, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. you know, when you go through any narrow narrow uh, piece of water, you got to think about uh, tidal currents. So you got to time it yeah. the right way, particularly us sailboat folks. Uh, sure. And particularly the East River. So the one thing I will yeah. tell you about going through the East River in New York City, I, I would not go through there at night. It is freaking busy. <laughs> there are yeah, ferries and tugboats boats, and barges yeah. all, and helicopters flying around. It's just yeah. uh, you got you to gotta be on your game there, 
right? So, right. Uh, and you don't want to be fighting the current, certainly. So right. you, you, that going through the East River and all of New York Harbor is, um, I found it to be a, a challenge just because you're, yeah. you're it's, it's almost, the best way to describe it is like sensory overload. Right? Yeah. Because they're just. Right. Well, I, yeah, I mean, anybody who's ever been to Manhattan understands sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the opposite of, you know, being a hundred miles offshore where there's like right. nothing going on sensory wise. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this is just the opposite. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm really looking forward to, I've never sailed north of the Chesapeake. Uh, so this should be an adventure. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Well, it will be an adventure. I think, I think it's uh, fabulous. I, I think you'll, you'll love it. And, uh, and so, so you've been, have, when you've come up, have you come up the ICW or do you typically come up outside? I have, um, most, I mean, I've done both, but most has been outside. So I did a trip southbound from Georgetown, South Carolina, down around Florida and back up the Gulf. So, um, and that was almost all offshore. Yeah. Um, I seems like we ducked in a couple of nights because of weather or something into the ICW, but generally we were in a hurry and we just wanted to make time and we were yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and then I've really not sailed north of there except for I spent a week in the Chesapeake on a friend's boat down in the southern uh, Chesapeake, Deltaville, yes. and uh, uh, the Norfolk area. Uh, there's another town there. I Solom- Solomon's, and, Solomon's is down there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was fun. That was in the summertime. So, you know, the conditions were, you know, uh, certainly benign, except for maybe uh, sea nettles and insects, but um, not... The seas were benign. The yes. weather was benign. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I've always gone in to Pimlico Sound, right? So I usually go in at Beaufort yeah. and oh, yeah. go up Pimlico and then pop back out someplace just to yeah. sort of a- avoid the whole, uh, you know, Hatteras, Diamond Shoals, yeah, yeah. the the so-called yeah. graveyard of the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that in April that that will not be a bad passage to do. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to go on the outside around Cape Hatteras from Beaufort. Yeah, yeah, I oh. I, I think it would be nice, and I, I guess the, I, I I've never done it, but I, I guess the under the challenge is sometimes the Gulf Stream comes in really close there. Yeah. So yeah, you, you got to get the wind from the right direction. Right. And of course, the combination of the, just the shape of that cape and the Gulf Stream, the weather gets really kind of screwy right there. Yep. So you got to be really attentive. You got to, you know, uh, understand what you're getting yourself into. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Probably have to go south a bit before turning back to the north. Yeah. We'll see. Well, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So are there any uh, any other things that uh, I can share with you here while uh, while we're on this uh, podcast call? Oh, I, what uh, 
if there's one place you think that uh, we should definitely not miss, if you got one like that. Oh gosh. Well, I I, I think <laughs> I, I I would definitely go through New York City. Yeah. Right. I think I I, I think yeah. if if at least on one of the one of the trips, either going up or coming yeah, back. Maybe the trip back. Right. right? I would definitely I, go I through New York City. I can't do that as a commercial trip because of the, the certification I have on the boat, but uh, I can do it recreationally with yes. my wife. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would definitely go through New York City. If if I remember uh, correctly, we we stopped in Port Washington, which yeah, is on okay. the north shore of Long Island, right. um, and and that's a great sort of staging area to go through the East River, uh, you know, so you can get the tides correct and the timing. Right. And so we went from Port Washington to Sandy Hook, and yeah. we did that sort of okay. in one day. That's very doable, given the in one day. It, it, the currents yeah. and stuff, right? Uh, right? And then from there we zipped all the way down to. Yeah. I guess you did that on an ebb tide, right? Probably came through Hell's Gate at uh, um, uh, Slackwater and that's then right. an ebb tide. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. Yeah, and so. and and it was still, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of traffic, a lot of boats, a lot of chop yeah. because the you know all these big ferries, those things go fast, right? So yeah. all of these yeah. all of these vessels there. Are, are leaving a big wakes and uh, you're bouncing around pretty good. And we're, like I said, we're in a 52 foot of Mel. So I never yeah, felt yeah. so small <laughs> before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you know, the ocean makes uh, any boat feel small. So yeah. I guess New York city does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super. So, yeah. Well, you know, if you're coming up to, uh, if you're coming up to Newport, uh, coming up this way, like I said, I keep my boat uh, north of Newport, uh, and maybe we could uh, uh, grab a yeah. drink or a cup of coffee or a dinner or something like that if the timing works out, Joe. That'd be wonderful. That'd be great. I'll stay in touch. Yeah, very good. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for uh, sharing your your adventures with us. And again, tell us the name of the website so if people want to go with you on a trip, they can find it. Yep, www.offshoreadventuresailing.com. All right, excellent. So, and I like I said earlier, I highly recommend it for anybody who wants to sort of broaden their experience base, uh, and it just makes you a better sailor and seaman all around. It's it's really and it's fun and it and it's exactly and it's fun, right? And it's fun. You won't forget about it. You'll have stories to tell. And and the stories usually get embellished as time goes on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the size of the waves kind of goes up by at least a, a foot every year, as I find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it.